Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. everybody and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on True Story FM. I'm Pete Wright and I'm here with Nikki Kinzer. Hello, everyone. Well, that was so gentle. <laughs> I know, right? I came After at you I was with, like, laughing. morning zoo energy and you're like, oh, Hello. my little pony. Hi. Hello, everyone. Hello. It's very gentle. Namaste. Namaste. Yes, very <laughs> peaceful. Uh, we're at the retreat getting ready for our ayahuasca trip. This is that was audio theater. <laughs> now no I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. I he didn't know what I was talking about before yeah. we hit record, and now there's I'm like, a lot. What? You're going to Alaska? Today. What are you doing? I don't. Yeah, we are. Ta- <laughs> we're talking about uh, sabotage today. Uh, are you sabotaging your own schedule? And this comes on the heels of our everything's on fire everywhere all at once last week episode, yes. <laughs> which was funny. Um, yeah. And so now we're going to talk about like. I mean, not funny because it's funny. not funny. I, mean, I, I just thought it was, it was funny. We, we, you know, we were firefighters like all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah. Boy, we leaned in hard on that. So mm-hmm. what we're talking about today is, uh, you know, figuring out how you, how you got there. Right. Who, what what part? Because we hum, humans are all a part of our complex organizational systems. What is your part, human? in your sabotage of your own schedule. And I think that's the that's the interesting thing we need to talk about today. What do you think? I like it. Oh, hey, me too. So we're going to do that. But first, head over to TakeControlADHD.com to get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to the mailing list and we will send you an email each time a new episode is released. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest at TakeControlADHD. But to really connect with us, Join us in the ADHD Discord community. It is super easy to jump into the general community chat channel. Just visit TakeControlADHD.com slash Discord, and you will be whisked over to that general invitation page to log in. If you're looking for a little bit more, I'm telling you, you, there is just no way to overstate the impact of this next thing, and that is Patreon. Patrons who have joined this show at patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast with their few bucks a month to support the show are the lifeblood of this show, keeping it alive, keeping it thriving, keeping everybody uh, in shoes. So for all of you who have already subscribed, thank you so much. If this show has ever touched you, has ever helped you get in touch with your relationship with ADHD in a new way, Join the join the crew. Join the Patreon crew. Head over to patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. Sign up. 
You will get access to uh, the show live streams at the deluxe level or better. You'll be able to jump in and watch us do this nonsense like in real time. You can watch how uh, on video, you can watch just how much we use the touch up my appearance feature in our recording software. Uh, we're just, both of us, just globs at this point, globs of, of pixels, because we're just, we're beautiful. We're beautiful in the touch-up. And you would only see that as a supporting member at, at uh, patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. Thank you so much to all of you who are supporting the show and to all of those who have been on the fence for a long time. Water warm, come on in. <laughs> Nikki Kinzer, we are talking about sabotage. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and I, I want to start with where it comes from, because I think there are constituent elements to uh, that lead us ADHDers to uh, sabotaging our own uh, our own relationship with time. You where do you stand on this? No, I think the relationship with ADHD and time is so smooth. It's so it's militaristic, that, you might say. It is military time. <laughs> yeah. To yeah. the second. Some kind of time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really a lot of the, the core of the issues is time, honestly, right? If we think about it, because time is everything. Time is what time do we have to get up in the morning? What time do we have to be at work? What time do we have to be at the doctor's appointment? What time do we have to pick up the kids? What time do we have dinner? What time mm -hmm. do we have to go to the party? What time? I mean, everything's time driven. Like you can't you get away from it. Than I am, first of all. Well, a lot. You have a lot going on. Yeah, I don't do any of those things. No, um, <laughs> but... Uh, but, you know, everything is time driven. So yes. if you have a hard time perceiving time, understanding time, making sense of time, it's really hard to get through the day in any kind of um, oh, sensible, logical, calm, namaste mm -hmm. feeling, right? Because it's namaste. just, yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh, I, there, there's an element for me that I've been thinking a lot about, and, and that is uh, related to my personal relationship with time. And I think the, the challenge that I have with it is in, in addition to all of the, uh, all of the blocks that we put on our calendar and all of the, you know, all of our relationships with, um, you know, specific events that we're trying to get better at estimating time and all that. The problem that I have fundamentally is that not every hour on my schedule is the same duration. Let me right. explain. Because of fractured attention, sometimes an hour that yeah. it, for me is 15 minutes for somebody else or an hour for me is six hours for somebody else. And I don't know going into the top of each hour what how that's long, look like. yeah, what that's going to look like, what it's going to feel like, and most importantly, what I'm going to be able to get done. And right. so in so many ways, you add that, or, or I should say that provides the foundation to this self-sabotage discussion, which, which on top of it is piled my need to please other people, to say yes, to sort of rehabilitate my reputation for having screwed things up in the past, my uh, just desire to uh, get a lot done and feel productive, um, you know, I, to satisfy my parents when I was 10. I don't know. <laughs> like, there are just so many issues buried into that discussion of, of sabotage. And for me, it all starts with the fact that my hour is not equal to other hours. That's so true. Well, and I have to give you some credit. <clears throat> so you and I have been working on a big project. 
And last night, uh, or yesterday, I should say, uh, we had checked in in the morning and you said, uh, I have blocked off the morning for finance and then I'm going to spend the afternoon um, with the book. And I just want to give you a lot of credit because you're really good at sticking with that. Like you are very good around your boundaries. Now, I know that the afternoon went crazy, just yes, like you're it, saying. I did. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't go the same. But and, and we can talk about that. But I want to just I think it's important for people to hear that, like, these things that we talk about, they don't necessarily turn out the exact way that you think they're going to. But when you actually when you do have the intention to follow through with them mm -hmm. and you say this is what I'm doing and you did not, you know, you did not need to to say, oh, I'm going to put the book first and then do finance in the afternoon. You're like, no, I made this decision. This is what I need to do. This is you've already made the decisions. Right. So you yeah. didn't need to say anything to me about why or what you were doing or why you right like you had already like you stood by your boundary and i just think that's really great and i applaud you for that because it would have been so easy to say oh we are on this deadline i need to get to this nikki needs me we're gonna i'm gonna do this and i just really think it's great that you're well first of all i didn't you know, I didn't, if I really needed you, you'd be there in a heartbeat. Oh, um, <laughs> let's not forget when you started deleting chapters of the book yesterday, uh, yeah. that I think we had a little emergency, but the point is, yeah. I, I really accept that. And I thank you for that. And this is a great example of both things that I'm talking about, right? Mm -hmm. One intentional planning works. And mm -hmm. sometimes it also lives in service of other maladaptive behaviors that come with my ADHD. One, I blocked off the morning until noon to do finance. That took me until like 2.30. And after 2.30, yeah. all the crises that had, had come up during the day, during the morning that required my attention from other people ended up taking from 2.30 until 5. And by then I was like, you know what? I need to just like take a shower and do some work. And then, uh, but the intention was still there. I had to get through this deadline on the thing. So I also did some other maladaptive behaviors. I skipped dinner, Nikki. I did. Mm. Uh, I left the house to go work on this other project and finish that when they close the doors at nine o'clock. So yeah. like, I, I think that, and that's not every day for me. That's right. not every day, but I think it is an example of like best intentions, uh, you know, or intentional planning, meeting best intentions, which are right. two different things. Yeah. Right. And uh, you know, dealing with a little bit of that of that time pressure because my hours ended up stretching longer than mm -hmm. other people's hours. Well, and it and it's and you know, I have to say from a, a from the perspective of um, somebody who doesn't have ADHD, my time goes by really fast, and so I can imagine, you know, with all of the perceptions of time, like you're saying, with every hour looking different how that just sort of adds on to that time really does go by fast anyway, period. Mm -hmm. Like it just goes by and it just keeps ticking. And I don't know why it doesn't stop sometimes. Like it's yeah. just so yeah. strange. So it is, I mean, I love your, I, I, I just like what you're saying is like every hour is a little bit different. It feels different. It's not always the same and it always goes fast. So we've got a lot of complications here going on. Yeah, right. 
Well, and and it, it adds up with the you know with the stuff of need, needing to be a, a pleaser, and so I think that yeah. that gets to like now we understand that time is wonky for everyone. Time is wonky, mm-hmm. and and we are overloading our schedules, and that and has, expectations and expectations, and that has an impact in two areas that I want to make sure we bring up over the course of this conversation. If it wasn't already in your plan, I want to talk about time blocking, I no and I plan. want to talk. About, <laughs> excellent. I, now you do. Yeah. I want to I want to talk about um, time blocking and I want to talk about margin because Ugh, love um, that. those those two things really, for me, get to uh, the the sort of uh, the, the sort of challenges that come into play with with managing our our schedule. Right. Um, so starting with time blocking. This is a, another thing I, I feel like I've been thinking about a lot uh, recently, which is in what what is the purpose of time blocking? And the and the reason I think we're thinking a lot about it, a uh, number of reasons, but it's that we've been challenged by so many people who say time blocking just doesn't work for me. And then they explain all the reasons why time blocking doesn't work for them. And none of those things are time blocking. Right. Like that's. Oh, that's very true. Right. It's the misunderstanding of what we're actually saying time blocking is. And uh, I the 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 pivot that I want to put on it for this conversation, because we've talked about time blocking before. But the pivot I want to talk about this conversation is uh, not really time blocking, but time shielding. Right. Time protecting, which is you have things that are important to do. Right. You have things that are important to you to do. And you've said they align with your values and they've, you've said they align with your schedule and you're blocking time on your schedule to do those things. So what you're really doing is not saying it's going to take me a half hour to write this email. I'm going to block out a half hour titled email. What you're saying is I've got an hour that I'm going to block to do this bucket of things. I don't need to know how long they're going to take, right. nor do I need to know, um, do I need to commit to finishing those things over that hour? I'm just talking about visiting them long enough to move them down the field a little bit. Right. Right. And so I like this concept of time shielding, right? It's just protecting your calendar from other invaders. And I didn't do that very well at the end of the day yesterday, but I did it great at the beginning. So, right, I can, I can. I can accept a round of applause and and pat myself on the back for getting the thing that I said I was going to get done done, even if it took me longer. But what I what I should have been able to do is adapt in the afternoon and protect that time for the big project that ended up taking me into the evening to do. And I just was tired and weak. I see. <laughs> I, I have to say, though, I want to push back a little bit because I heard a should. And I think that just because things take longer and you're, you know, it didn't stop at noon. You stopped, you know, you had to go until two and you needed to take a little bit of a break before you went into the next thing. I don't see that as being any kind of failure. I don't see that as being any kind of breakdown in your planning at all. Mm -hmm. I think that what happened is a day, a regular normal day. Things take longer than what we expect. You needed to get that done. And so it wasn't an option for you to stop at noon and come back to it later. You needed to finish it. And so when you need to finish something, it goes into into the time. What you did is adjust and that's flexible planning, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's shielding, but it's also being flexible and knowing that it's not always going to. In fact, I would say that you almost need to expect 
it's not going to go the way you think it's going to go. For sure. For sure. And yesterday was a bit of an anomaly because I had these two big buckets of things I had to do. Right. Right. Like, it's not every it was day. A day. Yeah. That was going to take. But you know what? You just hit you just hit a really good point. I think that probably a lot of people listening think that that's their day every day. Yes, that's a great point. And so I I think we also have to take into the expectation that we have on ourselves of what we think we can do in a day because that's where I see a, a huge gap is that these expectations are so high. They it's almost like you're pretending that you don't have ADHD. Mm -hmm. And it's and so you're not accounting for distractions and things taking long. So you're not accounting or supporting any of your ADHD. You're going into the day with really high expectations. Then you have to then you feel like this, like I need to overcompensate. I need to do more than what everybody else is doing. And Mm -hmm. so now I've doubled everything and I feel like what Pete just explained every single day. But in reality, I, if we were to actually pick those projects or actually evaluate them one by one, not, not from yours yesterday, but just in this every day, they don't really have the sense of urgency that we're putting on them. You know, it it also gets into another um, sort of dives into another area that I'm sort of noodling on, which is which is around this this idea that um, it was easy to stick around and work on the the big project you and I are working on, because it's ours slash yours. And it's so much easier for me to invest in your time. I don't know that I would have had the stamina to work on my stuff <laughs> that mm-hmm. late. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that, because that now we're getting into these issues where for for me working on that other stuff at this stage is easier than working on my own stuff. It's easy because we have a very clear deadline. It's easy because we know exactly what the future holds of it right now, like in the next 72 hours. Um, You know, these these are the things that that I feel like I have a, a greater sense of agency and contribution. And with all of the other things that I'm working on 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 the other side of the house, uh, you know, yesterday was end of month finance day, right? Like getting things in order so I can get invoicing ready to go today and that kind of thing. Congratulations of- too, because I just want to say that's another big win for Pete, right? That's new, right? That's like new. We've been working together a long time and this is all very new. And congratulations, because I usually get the invoice in the, about the middle of the month. Yeah, 15th or 20th for the last month. That's not great. It's not a great way to run a business. But it's great for, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm proud of you for like, you're doing something different. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's, you know, I think I've been, I think I've been trucking six, eight months on this, this new cycle and it feels pretty good, pretty, pretty good. Uh, But we don't need to tell every, I mean, well, we're going to tell everybody I haven't paid you yet for last month. (laughs) 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 Because I've been a little busy. Yes. Totally. But you are going to get paid, Pete, right? Yes. I promise. <laughs> hey, I, I've done, I feel like that's the point, right? I've done my part for all these projects. It's like yeah. feeling good about doing my part and having the stamina to go and until like, you know, sleepy time yeah. is, and, and having a day that's quite that long is exhausting, but out of the ordinary. That doesn't have to be a normal day. Right. If you can wrap your head around, um, letting go of the RSD, like the rejection that comes from the story you tell yourself about letting other people down, right? 
those expectations aren't real. You're telling them, you're telling yourself that you're letting somebody down. Right. Um, and that you, you have control over your time and you can protect your time for functions. And that's what we call time blocking. But for me, this time shielding approach is really resonant because I'm yeah. not blocking time for a specific task. I'm protecting time from other tasks invading it. That's I, intentional planning, it's right? Intentional That's a yes. constituent element of, of contextual planning. And it's not just for work tasks, right? Like when we first started talking about this a long, long, long time ago, we, we referenced it as like gating time. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. And I think that it, it, I'm probably not going to get this exactly right, but your example of gating time in the morning, like you had a very specific um guardrail of mm -hmm. what you were doing in the mornings with your family your kids must have been probably smaller um or younger young yeah but uh i remember that i mean younger and smaller they were yeah both. they were both right um but i just remember you talking about like this is time i'm protecting in the morning for my family and and it i think that's an important thing to look at too is that there's this negative uh, association when people hear time blocking. Mm -hmm. And I think they think, oh, I have to do this terrible task at this time. And I don't want to do this terrible task. And I really don't want to do it because I've told myself I need to do it or have to do it like that, you know, a little bit of resistance there. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I like going back to that idea of it's shielding time, but personal time too. It's, it's shielding yes. what you want out of your life. If you want to work on a hobby, shield that time to work on that hobby mm -hmm. in whatever way it looks like, uh, yes. and, and protect that. If you want to be home more then protect that time in the evening or the morning or whenever that is. Yeah. Well, and, and it does, uh, th there are a couple of concepts baked into the the shielding time, and we should just touch on them a little bit because when we started talking about this, this was a ten more than ten <laughs> years ago when I created the ideal calendar, and we did a whole episode on mm -hmm. building the ideal calendar, and this was back when the calendar app on the Mac was still called iCal, and uh, it had no syncing or anything else to it. It was just that. So I created a yellow calendar called my ideal calendar. And I blocked every minute in major chunks, sleep, uh, family time, work time. And I, you know, I built in sprints for work and lunch and eating. And, and when I was driving carpool, every day of every week was ideal, right? It was built into that calendar. And that wasn't a hyper scheduled calendar. It wasn't so that I could, you know, you know, mark my time to the minute and then I had to like stop and when when I got to the end of the block and throw everything up in the air because I was changing context, right? That's right. not what it was for. What it was for was so that occasionally I could activate that calendar as an overlay on top of my actual calendar. Because that ideal calendar was the calendar of my values. It demonstrated the things I wanted to do with my time. So when I activate it as an overlay on top of my actual calendar, I got to see, am I living, am I using my time according to my values? Right. And that is such an extraordinarily useful exercise. But I do not leave that calendar open all the time. Oh, gosh, like, no. That would yeah. be horrible. Yeah. That would yeah. be just horrible. Yeah. But if I want to write more, 
right? If I right. want to make sure I have time to write more, then I go into that ideal calendar and I move blocks around and create the time on that calendar where I get to push into writing mode. And when I activate the calendar against my actual calendar, I get to see, do I actually have time there to write? And if I don't, what can I move around to make sure that I do? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's the that's the ideal calendar. And it is really, I mean, probably ideal is not the right word. Maybe it should be just the values calendar, right? It, mm, it I like that. illustrates, are we living and using our time according to our values? So look at that. We've got the values calendar and time shielding. Those are two yes. brand new things. Uh, write those down because I'm going to forget. Melissa, <laughs> write those down, please. <laughs> write it those is, down and send me an email yeah. and say, these are the things you told me not to forget. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, it's, it's going to be the title of the episode. Who are we kidding? Like, okay, we're gonna, we're, but this, is the, this is the other thing that, that I think it lets you do, right? Once you know the values calendar, when someone calls you and says, hey, I have an urgent thing right now, we get to check the urgent thing against our values right? I get it's an urgent thing, but you're calling me at 9pm. And my as I uh, love to say, your stress is not my stress right right now, right? right? So I get to go, uh, I get to to levy that against my values calendar and see, is this a thing that is a big enough, a high enough value to me to push into my uh, into my family time right now and to ask for forgiveness from them in order to make this other thing right? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's a thing that you actually are really good at. Like just yesterday, you discorded me and then you texted me with one word emergency. Right. And that was a thing that I know because I trust you. And I know when you say emergency, that's a thing we need to address right now. So for sure, because I thought I had deleted yeah, a whole chapter of the book. That would suck. <laughs> right. So so I guess that's where it's going. And this is something that yeah. we've talked about before. And you should talk about this like the the act of introducing friction but sometimes that friction is just breathing and pausing when somebody asks you to do something new yeah what do you do like how do you act when you when your instinct says you know i want to say yes my adhd value is say yes to everything right you, you, let's talk about challenging that yeah it's it's the power of the pause and this is something that you know I learned in my coach training and uh, it's very specific to ADHD because of the impulsive uh, responses or, you know, especially if you're excited about something and and somebody's like, Hey, you know, do you want to come like for me, if somebody said, Hey, on Saturday, do you want to go to the park and, you know, help adopt these dogs and play with them and interact with them? Like that to me would be like, what a great way to spend a Saturday. Right. Like I would love to do that. Um, And so there might be this instinct to say, yes, absolutely. But then when I look at my calendar on Saturday, I see, wait a minute, I've got this obligation and and now I've overbooked and now I have to disappoint someone. And it could be myself that I'm disappointing or it could be somebody else that I had plans with. So it's that pause, even when you're excited about it, don't say yes to anything. And that's, that's kind of the guideline. Just don't say yes until you have some time to process what's being asked and is it something that you really want to do or do you feel obligated to do it? And then look at your calendar and really decide, do you have time to do this? And if you really want to do it and you don't have the time, can you make the time? If you can't make the time, then you still have to say no. But if you can make the time, if you then maybe, you know, you make that decision to disappoint somebody else. Like there is no right or wrong way of doing mm-hmm. it. 
any solution is yours because it's your time. You get to decide what you want to do. But the point is that you're giving yourself a few moments to at least process it and and make that decision before you disappoint anybody up front. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Before you disappoint anybody, period, yeah. I guess. Like, well, it, it goes back you... to just, it goes back to K- Casey Dixon. You know, I, I'm mm-hmm. always going to love that episode. Yeah. It's okay to disappoint other people. It is okay to say no to someone to protect your own well-being. And, yeah. uh, and that's what, it, it's just really learning to pause. Don't say yes you know, or right. A little well, bit of and time. we have these, we have the questions, right? The questions are what you, you know, first, why do I want to say yes to this? Well, because mm-hmm. my ADHD is sitting on my shoulder and it wants to please everybody. Um, but you ask the question and then you realize how silly that sounds. Two, is there something else that I should be doing with the time that I'm giving up? That's the opportunity cost question. So it all comes back to economics of time, right? Everything's about economics. Is there something else I should be doing with this time? And can I just say something about that really quick? It's, it's okay. I'm giving everybody permission here to say on Saturday, I would really like to just not do anything and just rest. Yes. And I'm going to make that choice and not feel guilty about all of the other things that I could be doing or should be doing. Yeah. Well, and you know what? We probably should change that, right? Is there something else that I intentionally planned to do during this time that I'm giving up? Right. Right. Because it's, that's like there's a should built into to that question. Totally. We need to excise the should because yeah. there's no should. It, right. It's just I had planned to do this other thing. And am I willing to accept the the constraint that comes with pushing that thing out in order to do this other thing? Right. Have I been avoiding the thing that I had intentionally planned to do, which makes it much easier to say yes to new things? Right? Of course. <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, and, and finally, is there a deadline that it would impact people, money, uh, you know, time by taking on this new thing and not, not doing the thing that I had, had planned to do yeah. um, or would be, you know, impacted on this new thing if I choose to do it now or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so addressing the deadline. So those, I mean, those are just some questions that are really important to do. And it's a muscle, right? It's a muscle you have to get used to doing uh, these things, to asking these questions when you are poked with new activities that you just really Especially want to Especially if you are feeling overscheduled. Yeah. If you feel like you have too much to do and there's not enough time and then there's all this stuff I want to do and I still don't have enough time, we, this is so important. Because this is margin. This is margin. Let's talk about margin. I, we haven't talked about this in a long time. Yeah, margin. I, I love this whole concept of margin. And I it goes back to uh, Sean Blanc. And I, forgive me, I'm not going to be able to give you an episode. Uh, but I will link to his work, Sean Blanc, in the show notes. Uh, that is where I just, uh, I, I learned this concept some years back. And it has, it has provided such a grounding in my life. And that is that if you imagine, imagine a box, right? And it's a, just a blank box, empty box. And inside that box is all the stuff that you uh, have to do, right? And some of it's triangle shaped and some circle shaped and some is, you know, square shaped inside the other box. And at the, the difference between the top of the box and the level at which all the stuff in the box rises, that empty space is the margin. And if all the stuff you have to do creeps up at the top of that margin, you're overscheduled. Really, ideally, 
you, the stuff you have to do hits about 80% of the box. I'm saying that. That's kind of my lived experience. If I'm working at 80% of my total capacity, I have 20% of margin in my time, in my attention. However you budget your time, uh, your time to activity, you have 20% left to react to emergencies, to desires, to invitations, whatever it is, margin is the thing that allows you to live, right? It's the thing that allows you to leave at two o'clock on a Friday to have a long weekend and not work until six on a mm. Friday afternoon. Mm -hmm. That's margin. And building margin into your schedule and getting comfortable with saying no or yes, and I won't be able to do that until is the thing that will actually buy you margin in the long time. It'll in the long run. It'll allow you to budget your time ahead so that not this week maybe, but next week you've pushed things out to the week after. You've com made commitments that are stretched far enough that you can start to revalue the margin as it grows over the course of your day. You're accruing margin every day by pushing another request out a little bit further. Mm -hmm. And that is super important. One of these days, we're going to do a podcast on uh, the new metaphoric, economically metaphorical concept that is, I love so much, which is the zero-based budget of attention. And get ready, because I'm very excited about it. There will be yes. a lot of enthusiasm on that show. Uh, but, but this is all about, the zero-based budget of attention is all about finding a way to build margin back into your life. Yeah. I so, love it. That's margin. I love it. Yeah. Great concept. Um, I, I think it's all of these things really stack up, right? We're talking about time blocking, time shielding. We're talking about the values calendar. We're talking about, you know, people pleasing. And, and we're talking about being able to introduce friction, the friction of breath, to actually stop and say no to things, to buy you margin in your life. And that will allow you back to the whole thing. If you're sabotaging your own schedule, this will help you rein it in. These five concepts will help you rein in your own self-sabotage, right? They, it, it, it is a huge, huge thing. Like, I cannot understate it. And if you're sitting there saying, oh, it's too overwhelming. I mean, there are too many demands. My boss is too, uh, it rides me too hard. I just, they're just, they're just, I just, I just. Listen to the episode again. Write these things down. Like, yeah. figure out how to do one thing today. How to say, no, I'm going to push this one thing out to next week or the week after and and just bask in how that feels how much control you feel like you have you have and the ultimate more, power the more you do that the easier it's going to be and the yeah. more you'll do it and this goes back to like if you start replying to emails on saturday people will expect you to be working on saturday if you don't if you tell people i'm pushing this thing out people will expect you to have a more rational schedule they will demand less of you which is what you want i'm yeah. so sick of like the hustle culture which is i have to work all day to get 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 that's not the that's not healthy living if you yeah. value healthy living saying no is great it is an inoculation from hustle culture you can you can you can have a great reputation for doing great work and not be overworked at the same time i promise it's possible i promise we need to end on that that's great all right i You're love that now that's it Pete, say that again say that me. again <laughs> no it's that important you can have you can have a great reputation built on creating doing great work and not be overworked at the same time and then i said i promise really dramatically yeah I love it. Swell the dramatic music. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs>
that's it. Uh, a super fun uh, show, you guys. Thanks for letting us rant a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, as always, to Melissa for the architecture and and idea, uh, and letting us riff on uh, so many of these concepts you've been keeping your notes on for so long. We so so appreciate that. Um, and uh, thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to the show. Thanks for your time and attention. Don't forget, if you have something to contribute to the conversation, we're heading over to the Show Talk channel in our Discord server, and you could join us right there by becoming a supporting member at the Deluxe level or better. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll see you right back here next week on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. Mm-hmm.